Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 10th of June. I'm Eleanor Shearwood. And I'm Amy Gill. Ex-President Donald Trump is accused of causing the Capitol riots. January 6th was the culmination of an attempted coup, a brazen attempt to overthrow the government. And prisoners of war are sentenced to death in Russia. But of course, I mean, international lawmakers uh, will not recognise this territory but it's hard to say how this is going to play out. Times of London Daily World Briefing. First to the US, where former President Donald Trump has been accused of orchestrating a coup through last year's attack on the Capitol. On the 6th of January 2021, Trump supporters invaded the building in an attempt to stop Joe Biden's election victory being legally certified. And on Thursday evening, the Congressional Committee investigating the attack and the events leading up to it held its first hearing to announce their findings, which was broadcast in a primetime slot. It followed almost a year of investigation. Here were the opening remarks of committee chairman Democrat Benny Thompson. January 6th was the culmination of an attempted coup, a brazen attempt to overthrow the government. The violence was no accident. It represents Senate Trump's last stand, most desperate chance to halt the transfer of power. Now, you may hear those words and think, this is just another political attack on Donald Trump by people who don't like him. That's not the case. He said that the riot endangered American democracy. The panel heard that upon hearing crowds were chanting for Vice President Mike Pence to be hung for accepting Joe Biden's victory, Donald Trump reportedly said that Pence deserved it. Footage was also aired of former U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr, who said that Trump's claims the election was stolen were baseless. You can't live in a world where where the incumbent administration stays in power based on its view, unsupported by specific evidence, that the election that there was fraud in the election. And here's how the ex-president's daughter Ivanka Trump reacted to that in clips of an interview with her shown during the hearing. It affected my perspective. Um, I respect Attorney General Barr, um, so I accepted what he said was saying. The committee, made up of both Democrats and Republicans, believed it was crucial to present its work to a large American audience. But the rest of the Republican Party saw the proceedings as a one-sided show trial. David Charter told Times Radio that the origins of the hearing had already caused conflict. The genesis of it was very controversial because at first there were calls for an independent commission 
to study exactly why it happened and who was involved. That was blocked effectively by Republicans. And then Republicans refused formally to take part in this House committee, although two of the Republican representatives did join it who have basically been ostracised from their party for joining in. Thursday's hearing was the first of six. Now to Ukraine, where two captured British men and one Moroccan man have been sentenced to death by a Russian proxy court in Donetsk. On Russian state TV, a Supreme Court judge of the self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic told Aidan Aslin, Sean Pinner and Saudin Brahim they were charged with being mercenaries with aims to seize power and topple order in the DPR. The Supreme Court, however, is not internationally recognised, as journalist Antonia Kundi told Times Radio. So it's in Donetsk, in the um, self-declared Donetsk People's Republic, um, which is worrying because while there is a moratorium on a death sentence um, in Russia, there's been a long-standing moratorium on it for decades, uh, that does not actually apply in the areas that it occupies um, in Ukraine. But of course, I mean, international lawmakers uh, will not recognise this territory, um, but but it's hard to say how this is going to play out. Though the trial is widely seen as a breach of the Geneva Convention, Russia's claims that the three men are mercenaries means they have not been treated as regular prisoners of war. Families of the British men, Aslan and Pinner, insist that they are not mercenaries but are indeed part of the Ukrainian army. Both men are said to have lived in Ukraine since 2018. Speaking to Times Radio, Sergei Alashashenko, former deputy minister under Russian President Boris Yeltsin, said the outcome of the trial was predictable. Of course, it is an awful decision, but uh, nothing strange, because we have to recognize that this is a decision orchestrated by Kremlin, and that is the favorable Putin's tactics taking hostages and then blackmailing its opponents. So uh, those guys who are fighting for Ukraine, nowadays they are hostages, and Putin will get blackmail and demand high price uh, for their freedom. Meanwhile, President Putin has created an interior ministry department to enforce martial law, which may be imposed on territories it has gained in Ukraine. The Russian president also compared himself to Tsar Peter the Great, who conquered many Baltic states. Putin said that it's Russia's responsibility to take back and strengthen. On the way, Spain faces another wildfire, and there's been a new discovery about prehistoric humans. Times of London Daily World Briefing. And now, Brazil's far-right president has said the country should forge closer ties with the US. It says Joe Biden reached out to his Brazilian counterpart to offer an environmental partnership. Although Jair Bolsonaro said the two countries previously had ideological differences, working together could bring them greater opportunities. And President Biden also saw a bright future. Our nations are linked by deeply rooted shared values that unlocks incredible opportunities for both our nations, in my view. The pair met at the summit of the Americas in Los Angeles, where Joe Biden's been looking to improve U.S. relations with Latin America in a bid to limit Chinese influence there. But Biden's decision to exclude Cuba, Nicaragua and Venezuela on the grounds they're not democratic meant that leaders of countries like Mexico refused to attend. 
but Bolsonaro and Biden agreed to coordinate their approach to Ukraine and collaborate on reducing deforestation in the Amazon. Biden said that would be of international benefit, and Bolsonaro agreed. We are doing all our can, of course, to meet our needs, to foster our interests, and also to accommodate the will of the wider world. As I said before, we are an example in the eyes of the world when it comes to an environmental agenda. A wildfire in southern Spain has forced around 2,000 residents to evacuate. Flames engulfed the Pujera mountain in Benavides near Malaga on Wednesday, with smoke visible from miles away. According to Andalusia's Forest Fire Agency, over 200 firefighters, 15 aircraft and a Spanish military unit were deployed to tackle the blaze. An evacuated 81-year-old British resident of Benavides said he was unsure when he would be able to get back to his apartment. We've been told we need to evacuate and that's obviously uh, important. So we're going back to our apartment now to collect a few bits and pieces and uh, we will be leaving the village. Um, Whether they'll be able to uh, get in touch with us or anybody else during the night, um, whether we're expected to come back, um, we, we just wait and see. Authorities say the combination of hot weather and adverse winds was stoking the blaze. Three firefighters have been injured so far, with one being treated for burns covering 25% of his body. Around 30 square miles of the same mountain was reduced to ash within days due to another wildfire in September. And now to a drastic move from Thailand's authoritarian government, which has relaxed its drug laws. The decision to remove restrictions on growing cannabis was made to encourage drug cultivation for health and medical uses. As of Thursday, people can grow and consume the drug at home, and over 4,000 people who have been jailed for cannabis-related offences will be released. The government's insisted removing cannabis from the list of narcotics isn't to promote recreational use, and people smoking in public could still get in trouble for causing a public nuisance. Southeast Asia has some of the world's harshest drug laws, with people routinely sentenced to death for transporting small quantities of hard drugs like heroin. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With news from the PGA Tour, here's Kane Reeves. The PGA Tour, which organises the key golf tournament schedules in the US, has suspended all of its members who are playing in this week's Saudi-funded Live Golf Invitational near London. Six-time major winner Phil Mickelson is among the biggest names to be affected. Mickelson refused to answer questions about the suspension at a press conference after the first day. Live Golf has called the PGA Tour vindictive for the decision. The tournament, which has a £20 million prize fund, got underway yesterday at the Centurion Club. Northern Ireland's Rory McIlroy, who's currently competing at the Canadian Open, backed the PGA's decision, saying the players knew that there would be consequences. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Seven months after being freed from her conservatorship, singer Britney Spears has married fiancé Sam Asghari in Los Angeles on Thursday. The pair met in 2016 on the set of a music video, but Spears said the couple were unable to wed while she was under her father's conservatorship, which controlled much of her life. The wedding was attended by socialite Paris Hilton and actress Drew Barrymore and was not without its drama. The singer's ex-husband, Jason Alexander, tried to gatecrash the wedding, but was restrained outside her home. The two had been married for 55 hours back in 2004. 
And finally, in a world first, international researchers have found evidence which suggests that humans from prehistoric times shared knowledge with one another. The evidence comes in the form of a 65,000-year-old Swiss army knife. The tools had many uses, including cutting, drilling and skinning. And early humans across southern Africa made the knives in exactly the same shape, giving scientists proof that they communicated. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 10th of June. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.